When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. What in God's name are we doing? We're like children. We're not men. No, we're not. We're not men. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! What? Did we just become best friends? Yep! Holy crap. I don't know who the hell we think we are when we do something like that. It's 8 o'clock on a Thursday night on the horn. That must mean this is Insincerious. I'm your host, Patrick Davis. With me, as always, the great Anthony Knight. New night, same <laughs> irreverent nonsense. On today's show, we'll talk about a uh, little NFL news. I know the NFL never goes away. Draft's coming up soon. Uh, NBA is getting into a exciting time of the year. Uh, of course, there's a little bit of news from college basketball on the 40 acres as well. Of course, Top Shelf, Bottom Shelf, Black Sports Spotlight, and some serious news. But why don't we start so the same way we do every week by asking you, Anthony, what's the best thing you saw this weekend? Well, it wasn't the uh, best thing that I saw. It was it was pretty rough to watch. But uh, my Lakers uh, finally get again to the playoffs. Playoffs, uh, winning a a ugly game against the Minnesota Timberwolves that they should have won. But um, yeah, so uh, off to a rocky start. Uh, we'll see what we could do against Memphis, but. Uh, we're in it. That's all that matters, right? We're we're in it. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a weird. It was a weird. We'll get we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But yeah, that was uh, the plans. Just all around were a little bit surprising. I wasn't expecting the outcomes and the people with no effort. I, I, there was a lot of teams that I thought really should have not thought they were as better than they were. And uh, I was a little surprised. Well, which one so far? What, what was the most surprising? I, I think the Atlanta. The Hawks and Heat, yeah. yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was pretty far none. They were expected to go one way, and it went completely the opposite direction. Uh, well, also, it was pretty bad. The Raptors missing, what was it, like 19? Yeah, that, but that's not that's not that surprising. Okay, all right. Uh, we'll get into that in a little sure, bit. Sure. Austin FC off to a bad start. Uh, Anthony, how bad of a start is it? It's really, I mean... So it's, this seems like they're an expansion franchise again. Yeah, it, uh, and it it shouldn't be because uh, we didn't really lose anybody. We we should have come back in strong, but this last game that we played, it it just looks awful. So I don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah, I, I mean, they other than just not talk about Austin <laughs> for a while, <laughs> and the town forgets about soccer. Again. Now, look, Austin. I will say Austin has really hung on to Austin FC better than I thought they would uh, to starting. Thought you know maybe you get a little bit more tire of it. Of course, they did really well in their second season. So I guess we'll see in this third one if we start to see less Austin FC gear at places. <laughs> like fans start to wear it less, or if we're still going strong and it's going to be like 10 years in, if they're bad for a while, then then it'll, people will start to wean off it a little bit. But I think they got a good five years before. Yeah, but they're doing I mean, they're I, people are all into it, so, so good for them. <laughs> yeah. Good for good them. For them. Uh, let's talk some NFL, though. OBJ to the Ravens. Right? Look, Big deal? No? No. All right. So they overpaid for him. They clearly they had to because no one wants to play for the Ravens. No one wants to play wide receivers for the Ravens. We don't know what Todd Munkin's going to do for uh, for this offense. How but you got to think that they're going to change it enough to keep Lamar if they're trying to keep Lamar. Correct? Well, and so, you know, they got rid of Greg Roman. They got uh, Todd Munkin coming in. I believe Todd Munkin was actually coaching with the Browns at a time OBJ was with the Browns as well. Okay, so they may already know each other. He may know some of the schemes or whatever they're going to try and pull off. So I think it all makes sense. Uh, apparently, what they did is they pushed and they the basically OBJ was like, "Oh, I'm going to meet with the Jets, and if y'all don't sign me, I'm probably going to sign with the Jets on on like Monday." Right, and they had to quickly make a move, offered him more money than I think the Jets were going to offer him. I would assume the Jets would have offered him. Possibly, you know, with incentives to go up to eighteen million, but they were not going to write him a fifteen million dollar check. Yeah, which is what the Ravens are basically having to do. Uh, so I, I think they went over, but I, and I don't even know fully. And this uh, well, reports are that El, that Lamar was the one he was, uh, was facilitating advocating, yeah. it and advocating for it. 
Uh, this seems like it's still the Ravens are in a struggle, not really. They're in a struggle with Lamar that they want him to come play for less money. Like they'd really just want him to come and play for zero guaranteed money whatsoever. Uh, they know that's not a reality. But they seem to have this thing where they're trying to play it in the in the public perception. That they're they're trying to cater to him? That they're like, look, he's the bad guy. He's <laughs> yeah. the jerk who wants all this money. And, yeah. and most people, for whatever reason, will side with the team over the over the player. Yeah. Even ridiculous. though the team will say, I don't know, we, we made we made tons and tons and tons of money this year. And, you know, they just want a percentage for uh, for the brain damage we're giving them. And but they that's not a discussion because he wants a guaranteed money and other people don't get it. He's trying to change the game. Uh, but I think if they continue to put out things like, look, we spent $15 million to bring in your friend, and now you still want to leave? I think they're trying to spin that update. I do think this does mean that Lamar is most likely not going to sit out the season. Right. That you figure if a trade doesn't happen. So if a trade happens, then then I think everybody's happy. I don't know if the Ravens are even talking to anybody. Yeah. Uh, but I think at this point it looks more like the Ravens are going that OBJ and Lamar are going into this with a hey let's go make a bunch of money in one season let's go be healthy and make a bunch of money. Do you think that they are trying to not necessarily entice for Lamar but maybe for a different quarterback to show hey come to us we are going to try to uh, cater to the quarterback or I know that their their first round pick is way low it's like the twenty second yeah so. and I mean they may try and take somebody in that or a later round. I don't think anybody, any quarterback is going in there unless Munkin has just a, a crazy year, right? Yeah. I don't assume that he, that anybody's going to really come out and want to go there. Uh, but I do think that, you know, you do want to you want to not get the reputation as being the cheapest franchise. Yeah. And the Ravens are getting closer to that, at least offensively. And so I think in that method that they're going to have to try and make some changes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think – it looks like they're trying to do all the right things to keep him, but if it's going to be interesting to see. Speaking of another quarterback who does not have a new home yet, uh, Aaron Rodgers. What is what? What's the point of all this? What? So they, it's <laughs> he says, "All right, I'm going, guys. It's settled. I'm going <laughs> to the Jets." And then the Jets say, "All right, we're going to get him. He's coming." <laughs> and the Packers. Just seem to walk in the middle and go. You know we're just not going to give him to you, right? It's not how this works. Yeah. And then when he went on Pat McAfee and said he was ninety percent retired, it freaked out the Jets, and they don't want to give up too much because they think he could leave after one year. Which why were you going after him in the first place? You knew this is Aaron Rodgers. This is not anything new. Right. This is since Jordan Love got drafted. Aaron Rodgers has played this. I might retire if things don't go my way. Card. He's done it for three seasons now. Yeah, and you're really going to come back and go? We didn't know that he might retire. Of course he is. So, so if this trade doesn't go through, like what happens? Does he? Ha- he has to retire, right? He can't go back to Green Bay. Well, right? I don't think the I don't think the Packers let him come back. Right. Like you, you would pay him. Like I, if I'm him, I'd make him pay me. If I retire, they don't pay me. So just you sit out the year. Yeah, you you get paid fifty million dollars oh, to not how, play, and then you retire after that. I know, but I don't. I mean, he might not be the type that cares about legacy, but I feel like he does. That's not how he want to no, end his career. I don't. I don't think it's how he wants to end it. I think that what would end up happening is he would say it was okay to try and play hardball with the the Packers, and once you got a couple weeks into the season, he would be hoping someone a quarterback got hurt. Yeah, and somebody would try and make a trade for him at that point, or the Jets would finally. Cave in and give the, the yeah the K, the Jets cave in or we you know the name that got thrown out a week or so ago was the the 49ers, maybe Again. somebody in there and it's just it's a thing where they go all right well if Brock Purdy's hurt and you don't really want to start him again next year you'd rather get a year over you Trey Lance experiment you're just like you're ready to move on so you think we can trade Trey Lance and use those picks maybe a three team deal for a team that wants a young quarterback and they will give you those picks and those picks will go over. And it's more about making the money work because they don't have a ton of draft capital. They got a lot of compensatory picks, yeah, but they don't have a lot of top picks. So I don't know if they have the draft capital to make that trade happen unless someone wants to give them a lot for Trey Lance, which doesn't seem like it will be likely to happen. Right. But you'd have to basically give up Trey Lance to make that work. Can you trade uh, compensatory picks? I, I would assume you can. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the, the actual rule, but I would assume you could. Yeah, I, I assume you get them and you can do whatever you want with them. Beware if they're like, no, you have to use them. <laughs> you, know, you never know. 
But I mean, this the story's just kind of it's 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 lost its luster. I mean, it really didn't have luster. Now, it, it, of course, it has. It's just more surprising that the Jets have gone all in. Will not in not go. Hey, man, just go get Lamar Jackson. Yeah, just go get Lamar Jackson, man. Like he's twenty six years old. You can be your quarterback for the future. And the main thing is, you, you don't want to get Aaron Rodgers because you think he might leave after a year or two. And you don't want to get Lamar Jackson because you're going to have to guarantee him for four years. Now, what perfect world do you live in where they're going to give you a quarterback for two to three years for absolutely nothing for second and third round picks for a MVP caliber quarterback? Yeah. He's going to come in, be a super team guy, go to all the meetings, not yell at all your young players like Aaron Rodgers will always yell at young players. We'll get along with your coach perfect because Robert Sala is the type of guy that we don't know. We don't know if Robert Sala and Aaron Rodgers can sit down and have a cup of tea and talk about crystals <laughs> and get along. Or if Robert Sala is the I make my bet at 5.30 every morning and Aaron Rodgers is like, I don't even use sheets anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think he's the 5.30. But what, could you see the, the Ravens trading? Uh, I mean, I know they're not in the same division, but to an a- AFC you know, competitive team? If they don't think he's going to play. Yeah. I mean, I get that, yes, it is an AFC competitor. I, I I think if someone were to offer them the right package, which for me, I, and again, the Jets don't want to give up anything. The Jets just want to luck into a quarterback because they screwed up the Zach Wilson pick. Right. And they're going, well, we screwed that up. So instead of, you know, figuring out how to go all in, and this really could backfire on the Jets because you do all this, all this posturing, all offseason. You sign Alan Lazard, you do all these things, and Zach Wilson could be your starting quarterback. Next year, yeah, I was trying to think who did they sign it? Did they sign another? I know Mike White went to uh, yeah, he Mike, went to the Jets or the, the Dolphins. Yeah, so they're kind of in a in a bad position if they don't. Yeah, get, wow. There, there's not really anybody else out there for you to go get. Do you unless, think, do you think if that happens, if they don't get Aaron Rodgers before the trade or before the uh, the draft, do you see them like panic mode drafting another quarterback? They might, but who are you drafting? You don't have a pick that you're going to go get a guy at, you know, you're not getting one of the top four quarterbacks, and two of the top fours can start next year. Two of them. There's two quarterbacks in this draft who I would feel comfortable starting next season. Who? C.J. Stroud and, and Bryce Young. No Anthony Richardson, no Willis. They're projects. Okay. They're, they're projects. And so they could definitely be starters in the future, but it, what am I doing week one, week two with the guy who has not played at this, not even close to this level, and is not ready to play at this speed. And I'm just going to go throw him out there and destroy his psyche yeah. in the first couple of weeks when he throws a bunch of picks. And he's competing against Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson's just like a little B- Baker Mayfield-esque. Yeah, and I think so. the fact they haven't tried to trade Zach Wilson yet tells you that they're they they're not sold that they're getting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like, that's their one thing is they're like, well, we'll still have Zach Wilson. And maybe, maybe he'll work out down the line, and when Aaron Rodgers retires, Zach Wilson will be good by then. It's just it's. But now, now, if you're Zach Wilson though, and this this trade doesn't go through, like, do you feel some type of way about you know this team that was literally just done with you? They didn't like they wouldn't even look look you in the eyes like you were just dead to them, and now they're like, hey, you know how we uh, we kind of need you back now, you know? No, I get that, but also you're not good enough to have much of an attitude. (laughs) Like you know, when but he doesn't know that. And no, and if he wants to have an attitude, that's cool, and that's a great way to end up in the XFL. <laughs> yeah, that's but yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's got the talent level left of where everybody's seen his flaws and knows that he's he's not there. Even he's not really that close yet either. That no one's going. Oh man, a couple. You know, maybe in a year he'll be really good. Maybe if he gets to the right team. No, and I yeah, I think and so like, I think the best case scenario for him would be to end up in in L.A. and go to a guy like Sean McVay who made Jared Goff look much better when that was a blown pick and made took Matt Stafford uh, and made him a much bigger name. I remember, because I, I couldn't remember, but it was Sam Darnold just went to the 49ers. So why would the 49ers then get Aaron Rodgers, have Sam Darnold, then have Brock Purdy, that whole... Well, you okay? I know, I know, I know, Sam. I know. Why? Why are we comparing? And we're not because you didn't get rid of any one of those other guys. <laughs> you got to keep Brock Purdy. You You'd have to Brock trade Tra- Trey Lance. Yeah, because you got to say we messed up on that pick. And the deal is, is I think the reason the 49ers are kind of in on it was they heard what they heard what uh, the the Jets were offering, and they go, "We give that up for him." <laughs> We thought you wanted like three firsts. Yeah, we give up a second and a third and two thirds, and you'll give up that. Yeah, 
but we have no problem giving up that to get an MVP caliber court. If you put them in our system, we win a Super Bowl this year. I don't have any doubt in my mind they win the Super Bowl last year with that. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they could have won the Super Bowl last year with Brock Purdy if he doesn't get hurt. That's a real possibility. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, I, it's crazy right now. I will tell you something else that is crazy. I predicted, or I said a possibility several months, like a month or so ago, that the Texans, I wouldn't be sold. I wouldn't be sold on I the Texans you saying this, yeah. possibly coming back in, in, until the draft because I thought they could do something stupid like not take a quarterback in the first pick. And I said that a month ago because I've been a Texans fan before and I know, I know their MO is to do things that they think are the right thing to do yeah. but aren't. And it's that thing of like, oh, the old idiom says, and you're like, no, the old idiot is you. Stop saying that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and now the reports are more and more that it seems that they don't like C.J. Stroud, which apparently nobody likes C.J. Stroud. Nobody says anything positive about C.J. Stroud. You don't hear one piece of news about how great C.J. Stroud is. Your Will Levis is great, and Anthony Richardson could be the next great player in the NFL. And, boy, Bryce Young, what a talent he is. Hey, man, even Hinden Hooker went, look at that. He could be a yeah. steal of the draft. C.J. Stroud, radio silence. Yeah. And it seems that the Texans are cool with like not taking him, and this is what scares me even more. I think they like Will Levis. <laughs> Mayonnaise in the coffee. <laughs> banana with the peel on it. Will Levis. They like him, I think. And it really, it seems as if they might try to trade back a couple of picks. Mm. Now, the problem with that is Arizona doesn't want to trade up because they don't want a quarterback. They don't need him. Yeah. And number four is Indianapolis, and they don't want to trade. They want a quarterback, too. So, I mean, but Tennessee, where's, how far is Tennessee? They're, they're a little bit further back. Oh, okay. Too but far. no, because well, they weren't supposed to be bad this year. Right. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so I mean, there was Indy, but they were really bad. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 you don't feel like this is all just like a little smoke and mirrors. There's no way. Because here's the thing: they got the new coach. They they're all headed in the right direction. They're making all the right moves. You don't think that this is just kind of I, I don't know for what reason, but that this time they're just like, hey, just make the 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 solid pick. Just do the right thing. No, and I get like if you want to tell me, hey man, we're gonna trade back in this year's draft. We're gonna do all this. We're gonna draft defense, and we're gonna go all in for Caleb Williams next year. We're gonna try and get three or four first round picks next year. We already have two. If we can get turn one of our picks into two first round picks next season, and we can go in and have four first round picks next year to make sure we get the number one overall pick in next year's draft, and Caleb Williams is the guy we're really sold on. Then I'm I'm not as mad at that. Because you go, it's going to be a rebuild process, and if you're if your scouting report on C.J. Stroud is that this guy's not the guy, yeah. and you you just look at him and you say, if it's not Bryce Young, we screwed it up and fired Lovey the game before the the, the game before the end of the season, and he won the game because we fired him early because we're the dumbest organization in sports. <laughs> and I mean, the Jets are trying, yeah, I see but it. they've made some good moves because like they drafted Sauce Gardner when you passed on him and picked. And you pick Stingley, and Stingley's a good player. I'm not saying Stingley's not a good player. He's no but sauce. Sauce Gardner is an island, yeah. and uh, so I. But I, I, it's it's mind blowing that they may not do that and just go. No, let's get a project quarterback on a team with no other quarterbacks because Davis Mills is not a quarterback who can get you through another season, and, and Case Keenum's not the quarterback to get you through another season of a new regime and a new offensive coordinator who's never called plays before, and a new defensive coordinator, and no head coaching experience on this staff whatsoever. This is all a recipe for disaster. And then there's reports that Casario may be out because there's reports that when that it's basically he's known since January that they're ready to move on from Casario, and they want to completely move on from that experiment, and they're bringing in new people over there. So he may be going after the draft, too, and everybody's still in the room, I guess. Yeah, that makes no sense. It all It's so mind-bogglingly. And this all could be a smokescreen. Yeah. They could have a thing. They could be ready to go. They The report was that they maybe blew up, and there was supposed to be a trade with, with, with the— with uh, the Bears to move up to number one, and they got cold feet the last minute because the trade was going to be they were going to move to one, Panthers were going to go to two because the Panthers at the time really wanted C.J. Stroud. They figured the Texans wanted Bryce Young. That was the that was the thought process. So that was the trade was all supposed to happen. They got cold feet in the last minute for the trade. Didn't happen. They just made the Panthers trade. Then the Panthers fell out of love with C.J. Stroud like everybody else, said Bryce Young, 
and now the Texans are sitting back looking like, well, we don't know what we're going to do. Let's just screw it up for another year and hope for the best. Well, so if you were, if this was your choice, would you either A, take C.J. Stroud, or B, fall back a little bit in the draft, build the defense, get all those first-round picks to go for Caleb next year? So unless I, I don't have intel on C.J. Stroud, I'd take him. So unless they know stuff that I don't know, right. that, and we've heard reports that, like Lombardi said, that he was hard at coaching, but he's the only guy who said that. So I don't want to put a whole, you know, a lot of weight on right. what that is. But unless there's some report or something that everybody knows, and they're like, he's not a character guy or whatever else, they they don't really want him. I'm okay with trying to go get C, get Caleb Williams next year because we know he's going to be a good player, right? Yeah. We, you know, you talk about consistency in college football. He's going to two programs. I know same coach, but two programs and had really high success rate. I, I'm fine with taking him, right? But. Unless you are trading back and trading that number two in for future picks, right? Or trading number twelve, or trading two back and trading twelve for future picks, or whatever you're doing. Unless you get more picks in the next year's draft, to where you have actual collateral to move up to that number one pick, because you're probably going to be a little bit better than last year, right? Which could lend you with the five pick, and you're not getting near Caleb Williams with the five pick. So you're going to have to give up a lot to get move up to one, because whoever is one is probably going to have a no quarterback, right? Until you can do that. I'm not sold on this this philosophy, but we will not know until draft night or unless something comes out a little bit before then. It is uh, it's going to be a scary night for Texans fans. I can tell you that much. And me, not as a Texans fan, will be watching just just a, just out, just, just like, a- like. And this is why I left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the best part was I could predict all this happening. Because they keep making the same dumb mistakes over and over. And all I have to do is go, what do I think would be the dumbest move they could do? And then they do it. <laughs> That's all I have to do. And I would have gotten – here's another deal. I thought they were going to go after Jimmy G and then try and get a quarterback next year. That's what I thought they were going to do was, hey, man, we don't think we got our quarterback. But that's not a dumb Let's, move. No. Okay. But they didn't get him. Right. They got Case Keenum. Yeah. Who I like Case Keenum, <laughs> but, not like but he's not Jimmy G. No. And Jimmy G went to a team – that is going to try and draft a quarterback to replace him. <laughs> That's a bummer. So they did the thing, and I get it. We thought Jimmy G, hey, man, he probably doesn't want to come here because he doesn't want to go to a team to to get replaced. Right. But he did. Right. I know it's his boy Josh McDaniels, and, man, he's getting fired after this season because he's a <laughs> god-awful NFL head coach, and he shouldn't have been allowed near a whistle ever again in his life for any form. <laughs> but they at least made the right move there. Yeah. We'll see. Right, listen, gonna, listen, anytime an Ohio State player quarterback gets just dissed on, I love I it. I know. They lost to Michigan twice. No one wants him. Love it. You got beat by that terrible hey, Michigan whoa. football program hey, that sir. gets blown out in the gets blown out, just embarrassed on a national sir. staff. Just messing <laughs> <laughs> we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more NBA, the news from college basketball, Black Sports Spotlight, Top Shelf, Bottom Shelf, and, of course, a little bit later, some Insta Series news. All right here on the Insta Series on Thursday nights now on the Horn 104.9, 1019 AM 1260. Back here on Instant Serious on the Horn. Uh, Specs text line open, 512-337-3776. Enjoy you guys texting in. Uh, yeah, the Ravens are not a cure to be friendly franchise. Uh, I agree with that. But they have hired a new OC in Todd Munkin. Uh, that is a hope that he will be able to be a little bit more of a QB friendly, at least run more of an offense that is a little bit more QB friendly. But no, they do not have a quarterback whisperer. You're correct there. And uh, Kenny Pickett, I'm excited to see what he does in year two. The Steelers are probably one of the best-run franchises in sports. Uh, just overall, don't make a lot of bad decisions. Uh, so when you see them draft a guy like Kenny Pickett, it seems like it's some, you know maybe something that is more done out of the need for it at the time than probably the right guy. But that should tell you about the Texans. Sometimes you feel the need, and that guy ends up being right, and you got to take a chance. Sometimes they took a chance. I think he'll be an okay quarterback in the NFL and at least hold them over until they get into a position that maybe a free agent is there or or they're able to draft somebody in a later round and develop them. I think that Kenny Pickett's a perfect guy like that, and if he turns out to be more better, that's great. <laughs> more, did you say more better? More better. <laughs> it's been a long day, man. I see that. It's been a long week. You know, moving to Thursday, as we say, it's been a long week by the time we've got here now. <laughs> it's a kickoff to the weekend, and also uh, – the fact that Greg Rosenthal has uh, updated his GM power rankings, put Jerry Jones 
in a top 10 spot. He's had a good offseason. Yeah. Cowboys have done things correctly this offseason. So far. Rob Baber's analogy is it's like when George Costanza uh, says he's going to do the opposite of everything and it works <laughs> out. That has been the Cowboys offseason. They're yep. just trying to do the opposite of everything they think they would normally do. Uh, that seems about apt for uh, what Jerry Jones has done this offseason. Uh, and now if they make the great draft pick, if they trade up and get Bijan, oof, oof, what a great offseason it will be if they can trade up and go get Bijan Robinson and get a got a Hall of Fame caliber running back. Hall of Fame, wow. I, that's I look. I'm the, I'm not the one who reported that. Okay. Many people in the NFL are saying he could be a gold jacket guy. I also heard I've heard seen rumors at least that uh, they might also be going after Derrick Henry. What do you think about that? I, I've heard that too. That, that I really is, hope that's that not is true. I think that is a post draft. If you don't find anybody else at running back, right. You have to get a running back. He's cheaper, probably cheaper to get in a trade than Dalvin Cook or Alston Eckler. So I yeah, you have that in a running back. And sure, so least, now yeah. if you aren't able to get a Bijan Robinson. And then, you know, there's a run on running backs before you get your pick in the second, third round, and you just don't feel the value is there, so you miss out on Green, you miss out on Rojo, you miss out on some of those guys, and you're now on a sixth or seventh running back. I, maybe that's a move. Yeah. You say, hey, man, let's give up a third round, fourth round pick, pay his salary, and we'll get Derrick Henry, and he'll be able to give us what we need. And we got Tony Pollard coming back, but Derrick Henry can bell cow it for the first few weeks while Tony Pollard gets healthy, and then we got a one-two punch. I'm fine with that as a backup plan. Yeah. But I wouldn't do that before the draft because if you can get a Bijan, then you don't got to pay Tony Pollard next year either. True. So, do you feel like that is their their like uh, most important uh, position that they need? They, to fill? Look, they need to fill tight end. I don't think there's a tight end in the first round that is worth taking. You don't think the? I can't think of his name right now. Kincaid uh, it would be okay. Kincaid's going to go before they get picked. Is that the Notre Dame? No, Notre Dame is Michael Mayer. That guy. Uh, he's not a first round pick. Really? You think? No. no. I, I think he's a good tight end. Uh, but I think it's a it's a it's a need fill, not a best player. Like you're picking a second, third round talent. Hmm. It's like he could be a good player, but it's like would you take Dalton Schultz as a first round pick with what you saw he did? No, that's so you're looking at a guy around that where it's, he could be a good player. Yeah, and it's a late first round pick. So if that's what you get, and there isn't another guy that has a a huge ceiling, I get it. But I mean, if like obviously if Bijan's not there, if there's not no, a- I think you have to trade up for Bijan. Like Bijan ain't gonna be there twenty six, right? And they, he got invited to the draft room, so they don't think he's gonna be there either. Because top fifteen, I would assume it'll be around fifteen. It may be a little bit earlier, but I think it's gonna be a trade. Okay. I think someone's going to trade up for that spot. Someone's gonna lose their guy that they wanted, trade off that pick, and they will be able to get it. Well, when, when's the last time you saw we've seen uh, this much hype for a running back? Because it became like faux pas to draft a, a running back. No, I mean, time. Saquon Barkley. Okay, that's true. I mean, and, and he was a top five pick, and, and Zeke Elliott and Christian McCaffrey, but because of the injuries right. to Christian McCaffrey and Saquon so, Barkley, Saquon and, and, and because of Zeke, you know, getting that new contract too early and then being, you know, uh, a problem for the Cowboys, it has given running backs, it has proven everybody else that they're not worth a first round pick. Right. But if you see a guy like Bijan, he goes six years of Bijan is way better than ten years of Michael Meyer. <laughs> okay, it just for is. sure, absolutely. That no, and, no, but that's what I'm saying is yeah. so. If we're saying what, maybe you take the need, at, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying is there's a lot of guys that six years of Bijan is better than all that. Uh, let's real quick. I'll bring up uh, college basketball because uh, it was a story today that AJ Johnson, the uh, one of the freshman recruits. Going to UT has decided to uh, bypass college basketball altogether. He's going to play in the NBL uh, in Australia, which is what Lamelo Ball did. Mm. Got picked third overall. Uh, he is also cousins with uh, Jalen Green, who went to the G League and got drafted a top three pick. So I think he understands he can still be a top pick, and it may improve him better because he's going to go play with some lesser talent on different nights. It's going to be a different thing of where. He can kind of pick what scouts want to see a little bit more. You know, he's not going to have a ton of scouts, and if he has a bad night, that a scout sees him on that. Uh, it sucks. He was going to play 10 to 15 minutes for the Longhorns this year, I think. Uh, so it's not a huge, huge loss for the Longhorns this year. Uh, it's not great. Right. Uh, but I think the Arturo Morris leaving is probably the biggest news so far that really you were like, oh, that sucks for next year. Dylan Mitchell is still has eligibility. He's probably not coming back. But he still has eligibility. If he comes back, it's great. The big question, the one that's still hanging out there is Dylan DeSue. Dylan DeSue decides he's going to come back. It changes everything this offseason. I think it changes where some of these 
transfers, transfers especially yeah. the older ones, want to play this season. So do you feel, is there kind of a panic for uh, UT No, basketball? we're not there yet. Because, no? okay. the, look, people can still go into the transfer portal until May 11th. Right. So you were saying there is still a a month left of people leaving college basketball teams. So some of these teams that are talking a lot of trash right now yeah. could have a rude awakening when somebody else calls them up and goes, hey, man, we'll offer you this amount of money to come to our school. And is that illegal? Is that wrong? Breaking NCAA rules? Yes. Does it happen every single day? Yes. So it, it's, it is what it is. Schools like Kansas are usually pretty safe because they're going to have a lot of money of their own, so yeah. it's hard to get outbid. You're only losing guys that aren't playing a ton of minutes. Uh, and Arterio Morris, I don't know if it was money. That is why he's leaving. I have no idea about that. Uh, I think, you know, and the, he may have just wanted to move on and get a new experience. Uh, but, yeah, I, I he was one that I thought really had a bright future and could have played a lot of minutes for Texas this year. The A.J. Johnson thing, I get it, it's part of it, and it's on a line of these, so it seems like it's a bad thing. It's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, it, it's It's disappointing. But it is not a panic button inducing hit it. Oh my God, this season's over because he wasn't going to be a huge factor this season. Fair. Right on. Uh, he weighs 160 pounds at 6'5. <laughs> he was not going to be a huge, huge. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I get it. Kevin Durant's skinny too. I yeah. get it. I'm just saying the way that Texas plays basketball, you got to play a lot of defense, you got to play physical in the Big 12. It, it is what it is. Uh, so I would not say hit the panic button yet. I would say hold off on that because. Uh, I, I'm excited to see when this good news starts rolling in. Sure. But it's just going to take a little bit before the good news. Got to get bad news. I spread a stat that 20% of Division One players in college basketball were in, entering the portal this year. That seems problematic. So if we're saying that, and then we say that at least 20% are guys at the end of the bench who are not highly recruited or whatever, that they're kind of practice squad, then you're like, so 60% of players are staying, like, it's not a huge amount of players staying at a school. No. If 40, like 20 just can't leave. Or they could. But, I mean, it's not like you're – like, why would you? You, yeah. want, you went to school – you picked the school for another reason than playing time. Right. It, it's, it's a crazy number. So, I get it. You can be worried about it. But after a year like this year with a lot of guys leaving, we knew this was going to be a situation. You wanted to be able to keep one of Dylan Mitchell or Terrio Morris. It would suck to lose both of them. But uh, Ron Holland's still coming, guys. Brock Cunningham's still here. Brock, I, uh, Hang on for I mean, the good news. Brock, yeah. uh, let's just maybe a really quick. Yes. Uh, we talked about T- Timberwolves and Lakers. Timberwolves without Rudy Gobert, without uh, uh, DeAndre. I can't think of his last name. Uh, the, no, uh, the, the, the defender who broke his hand punching the wall. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. But they're without them against the game. <laughs> they should have. They should have beaten the Lakers somehow in that game because the Lakers came in with zero urgency. They played like they were a four seed. And this is the problem with pretty much every one of these matchups other than really Thunder Pelicans. The Lakers, the Heat, and the Raptors all came in like they were a three or a four seed in the, in, in the NBA playoffs. They came in like they were clearly the better team. There's no reason. We're experienced. We will dominate this. And the other team came in like they were in a win-or-go-home game <laughs> right. and yeah. played like it. Yeah. Well, and, and it was it was frustrating. And the Lakers are good enough because they had Anthony Davis, because they have LeBron James, because right. they have a lot of experience, like a lot of guys that are just next level. And you know, also Anthony Edwards disappears. Carl Anthony Towns gets in foul trouble. That fifth foul is just dumb, really bad. Uh, and then so he disappears. But he had a good game going into it. So when your big players disappear in the fourth quarter, and Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns disappear in the fourth quarter. It would have been hard for the Lakers to lose at that point. And they still almost did, though. And they still almost did, which tells me this whole we're going to beat Memphis thing might be a bit overinflated because they're going to come in and get punched in the face in Memphis. But you don't think that that was maybe uh, good for them to get this rude awakening? So they but can I don't out- think LeBron's going to change what he does. Why not? Because LeBron does what LeBron does. Well, it, okay, so it's not necessarily maybe LeBron and Anthony what they do, but it's all about the the the, the supporting. I cast. think it's what Darvin Ham needs to change his message. I think that is where Darvin Ham came in with. We're the experienced team. We're going to play like that, and you're about to go play a Memphis team who don't give a f about who you are. Yeah, and you need to say, all right, we need to go and show them who we are and go play strong. The question is going to be. Do they play Mo Bamba in that series? Do they play Tristan Thompson, who they just picked up? Right. Do they play some more of their bigs? They have to. Or do they keep playing small ball? Uh, Grizzlies lose uh, Steven Adams, so they don't have as much size. But do you try and get run on by playing your bigs? 
or do you play your smalls and run with them, but then you don't have that power to give them? I like if it's me, I'm putting Mo Bomb in there to get a foul or two, and like I don't want to hurt nobody, but I want to let them know that we're putting guys in the paint to play more old school basketball with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And not, hey man, y'all just can't come at the rim like that. We need somebody. I'm going to tell you, Dylan Brooks. I was just about to say, we need somebody to match Dylan Brooks' energy and just his. He's going to come straight at you. So, oh, that that fight between him and Austin Reeves is going to be great. <laughs> that, oh, that that would be awesome. No, oh, it's going to be a fun fight. <laughs> just Dylan Brooks getting going after by a, by a redneck. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, Hawks and Heat. The Heat just basically thought they were too good for that game, and Quinn Snyder put together a great game plan. Yeah. They, they said they're going to try and over help onto Trey Young, so we're going to spread the ball around, and every time they back off of Trey Young, he'll go score some more. It was just a really good game plan. They played defense. They rebounded, 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 and Miami just never seemed to turn up the intensity in that game. They have to play again tomorrow night now. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to beat Chicago because – or not Chicago, uh, Toronto. Toronto. I'm not sure. That is two teams that seem like they both want to go home. And, like Miami thought they were in the playoffs, but they did not look like – Tyler Hero looked like he wanted to be there. Kyle Lowry, who hasn't had a good game in two and a half years, <laughs> showed up. I think that they they win that game against Toronto. I think Toronto I, has I, too much uh, side issues. The coach, you know, already basically saying he's going to be gone. Yeah, the, the fact they gave up that game to the Bulls yeah. just by not caring in the second half. Yeah. Like they were the better team, clearly, and they just didn't care in the second half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could – if the Heat don't respond, and Eric, Eric Spolter, come on, he's, he's one of the best coaches. Like yeah. he's a great coach. I, I expect him to be get better. I don't expect Jimmy Butler to have as bad of a game as he did this time. I don't expect Kyle Lowry to have another great game, but right. uh, especially not with Pat Bev in the building, <laughs> not with playing Pat around. <laughs> oh, no. oh, it's a Bulls. Sorry, yeah, that's not the Raptors. But uh, no, Fred Van Fleet and, and is going to try and light it up. But uh, yeah, this will be it'll be an interesting game. Uh, Thunder and the Pelicans. Look, this is just that was fun. a great game. It was just fun to watch two young teams. It's sad that uh, Zion will not be able to make the playoffs. You, I, he was warming up, and so he kind of went. Maybe if they win, that maybe he'll come back and play some point in the it playoffs. Was a blessing. And boy, it would be fun to watch him. And man, if you could put him in a series with KD, or you put him in a series with AD, and we'll watch which one of them crumbles with no one around him soon. <laughs> no, I'm so glad that he they're not. In the playoffs. No, I look. That, I think that could have been a problem. I think they could have been a problem if Zion came back, and that was why it was like you have this X factor player who's not playing. We know what OKC is. Yeah, OKC has four or five players on that team that no one in no one without league passes ever heard of. That's fair. That's very fair. And so, like you're like that versus oh, they could bring back one of the highest touted rookies and, and rookie draft picks ever in Zion Williamson. That a city cheered. Enjoy that they got the number one overall pick next year. It's it's next year for them. They're they're holding up for next year. Yeah, but that could have been. I mean, and that's Chet Holmgren. I don't think is coming back either. Fair, which you wouldn't want him to. No, you don't want him to come back either because no. you're going to get blown out by yeah. the Suns. So just get blown out by the Suns. Yeah. Get some experience for SGA and Josh Giddy. They're fun to watch. SGA and Josh Josh Giddy are a lot of fun to watch. Uh, any quick playoff predictions for the NBA Finals? The NBA Finals, wow, that caught me off guard. Uh, you're going to hate this, but I don't care. Lakers, Celtics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now Philly is playing out of this world. I, I think Embiid, and especially, man, if they don't give that in, in trophy to the MVP to Embiid. Oh, he's not getting it. If he doesn't get it, they're winning the finals. He's not getting it. Uh, but right now, I'll, I'll say, if KD stays on the court, the Suns are going. I know that's a lazy pick, but if KD stays on the court. Uh, so, so it's Philly uh, Suns. Philly Suns, wow. and if they don't give the MVP to Embiid. Then he is going to wreck shop like Akeem Olajuwon against David Robinson back in the day. <laughs> right on, I, I like it. You you won my award. You won my award. <laughs> no sir. Yeah, I'm that is. Uh, and I'm a Spurs fan. I can tell I you see that. that. Yeah, I know. I can tell you that happened because I remember watching that and be like, man, should have given him like, that award. David Robinson is in my mind one of the best players in the NBA, and he is getting taken to school right now. <laughs> that is impressive. Uh, let's do a little Black Sports Spotlight of the Week. What do you got for us this week, Anthony? All right, tonight we're going to be talking about Willis Reed Jr. He was born June 25th, 1945. He is an American professional basketball player, coach, and general manager. He was drafted by the New York Knicks with the first pick of the second round in the 1964 draft. He was a seven-time NBA All-Star, a five-time All-NBA selection. He was, uh... NBA's most valuable player in 1970. He's a two-time uh, NBA champ. He is 
infamous for the Willis Reed game against my beloved Lakers, where he came back and dominated us. His jersey was retired by the Knicks, and he has been, um, in 1982, he was enshrined in the Hall of Fame, and he passed on March 21st in 2023. So salute to the late, great Willis Reed. There, salute to Willis Reed. I mean, just all these old uh, Knicks fans will tell you about how great Willis Reed was back in the day. Uh, <laughs> let's go over. It's all they had. <laughs> uh, let's go over to Top Shelf, Bottom Shelf. Every week, Anthony tells me stories we didn't have time to get to in the rest of the show, and I will tell you if they are Top Shelf, Grade A. Oh man, Rodney Terry got the head coaching job or Bottom Shelf. Who's on our team? <laughs> All right. uh, remember, you can join the conversation. 512-337-3776 is a text line if you have a topic you want us to bring up. Anthony, what's our first story? So this, this is crazy to me. The Tampa Bay Rays are 13-0 right now. Man, they are killing it. Uh, every year there's a team in every sport who starts off really strong. You know what? There's a great case for Tampa Bay to go watch some baseball while they're playing really well. <laughs> I think they're going to be a good team this year, but yeah. it, it'll peter out. Uh, you know those fast starts. Like the Astros are six and seven. They were six and seven last year, and they won a World Series. Uh, I know it's it's a good stat. It's <laughs> I just you know you're you're putting everything out there. You're going full. There's no way to go but down at this point. I think they'll have a good season. But yeah, this is a you don't want to peak too early. Yeah, but awesome the stats. If you go through and look at these stats, it is something awesome. If you have uh, if you have MLB TV, watch some Rays games right now because they are playing amazing baseball. Kingsbury joins the USC staff. Is this his like his uh, his coming back? He's gonna look good, look make him look great. I, I think this is and this is this is uh, bottom shelf just because <laughs> okay. they're gonna go eat dry brisket with him and Lincoln Riley. <laughs> no, I think this is him understanding that he's gonna go work with potentially a Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams this season. They're gonna go out. They're gonna have another. It's gonna build him back up. Get him try and put himself the the same thing Sark did with. Uh, with Alabama and being a, a coordinator, I think he's a step behind that because he doesn't want to go fully back into it. But if all things work out, he'll be an offensive coordinator, a head coach again uh, in the college ranks. But I think at this point, he realizes the NFL probably is not for him, and he'll go back to college. And this is an easy way to step back in for sure. with really no expectations yeah. where he can't fail at this level. Yeah. So there's no failing for him right now. And it's like, all right, let me get my feet back in. And if we do well, I'm I'm part of it. But if we do poorly, yeah. then yeah, Lincoln Riley sucks. Yeah. All right. Um, Harris and the Commanders reach a six point five billion deal. Yeah, uh, yeah. To sell the Commanders, I look six point five. You know what, Commanders fans, you stuck it out. The Broncos were sold for five point something. Yeah. The Commanders, do you, are they worth six point five? No, and they don't even have a good building. You have to go buy a new building for it too. You got to build a new building. You got to do all this stuff. Uh, it, it is. Probably the best investment right now in sports, at least, is an NFL team. Sure, uh, their their ratings are through the roof. NBA right now is at a crux where, who there could be finer times. They're going to have to lean more into gambling, I think, because the money is just not ending up perfectly for them. Yeah, and like there's just the local TV contracts. The the thing the NFL has is they don't their local TV is Fox and CBS. They don't have to have a you don't have to have Bally Sports or AT&T Sportsnet or any of these other fly-by-night things that are all going bankrupt and having to be sold and everything else. So the NFL is just a great investment. Daniel Snyder is a piece of garbage, yes. allegedly. Uh, <laughs> no, he is. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> we get sued. Uh, but, <laughs> but he is somebody that, for all his proclivities and all the bad things he has done, will make $5 billion. That's insane. What a hard you, life. You know what? And I get I get. he's got to go out it? of the spotlight. Ugh. Like, I, just can we can we give? I'll give him ten if I never hear his name ever again. <laughs> I don't have five billion dollars to add to that, but he he'll be just fine. Yeah, He's gonna crazy. go buy Snapchat and take away everybody's whatever check marks there are on Snapchat to be a crazy billionaire now. I don't even know what you're talking about at this point. I was just making fun of billionaires who do things out of vanity projects. <laughs> All right. uh, the Texas spring game are spring games useful anymore? No, but uh, okay. they're fun. We'll have a fun time out there. Wait I'll be up it. in the booth with Craig. <laughs> Uh, Rod and Harge will be down on Bebo Boulevard. They're fun to go they to. They are fun to go they're to. Not, like, they're just a scrimmage that everybody can go see, but don't expect to see anything where you're going to be like, oh, my God, this Arch is- Manning's the greatest quarterback to ever live. <laughs> it's the event. It's the whole thing. It's but, the event, yeah. and this is the thing. I remember a spring game. Do not walk out thinking our offense is great or our defense is great and the other one is bad. Yeah. It's not a reality, <laughs> not works. so don't think about it. we got to take a break. When we come back, we will hit some insincere news right here in Insincere on the Horn 104.9, 1019 AM 1260.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back here on Into Serious on the Horn 104.9 or third night, Thursday nights. It is time for some instant serious news. Anthony, are you ready? I'm ready. New York City has hired a former educator to slaughter rats. Anthony, they have hired their new rat czar <laughs> in New York City. The rats have become such a problem so that they have had to figure out. Uh, they basically had to create a position uh, to uh, get rid of the rat problem or try and quell some of the rat problem. Do they, do they say what he's supposed to do? Like, is he? Is he's he basically up? trying. So they didn't get a guy. Like, they didn't just get a guy with a club. Yeah, that's all I thought. And they just <laughs> and they were like, "You're the rat dog." He goes, "I call the rats." And then it's like, "Sit him in the subways, man. Give him a flashlight and a club, man. Go get it." That is not what happened. Okay. Uh, what they did is they hired someone who will try and come up with plans of how to uh, eradicate the problem and slow down the fact that they're breeding at a much faster pace. Then anyone is stopping them. You try and do studies to figure out where their nests are and things and basically remove nest. Once you remove nest, then they go into people's apartments and then they're people's problems. <laughs> Not yours nice. anymore. Yeah. yeah no. Uh, let me ask you this, though. How long before you would get fired from this job? Like, if you just you saw the thing and you were like, oh, this is clearly like a joke or something. Let me apply for it because I need a job. And then you get it. I'd probably get fired when I realized I wasn't going to get to have a club. I bet he has a club. I bet, like, I bet there is a Radzar club. But uh, yeah, I would be fired almost immediately when I shrieked at a rat. <laughs> you just—they come into your office, you're just on the table. Yeah, when when they're like, they're like, all right, day one of the job, and you come down, you're like, and you just walk down, you're like, oh my god, there's a rat. They're like, wait, are you scared of rats? You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I wanted to kill him. Yeah, yeah. I've, as a fan, by the way, I think uh, can we arm? Uh, can we arm everybody? And just let people shoot rats? No? All right, I'm resigning. Uh, ML teams have extended beer sales after the pitch clock shortens the game. Uh, they used to always, uh, in the seventh inning stretch, basically, that would cut off for beer sales. They have now moved it to after the eighth inning. Uh, there is a pitcher who has come out, I can't remember his name, and he's like, oh, the, the, the whole thing of it sobers up. And I'm like, dude, do you not know how alcohol works? <laughs> if you drink six beers during a game, two innings, no matter how long they are, is not it's enough not time to sober up. up. You're not supposed to drive a car after that, man. Yeah. That is, uh, <laughs> look, I like to drink as much as the next guy. I know that rule yeah. that you're not sober. Like, you're the, he's the guy that has two glasses of water at the end of the night. He just goes over the machine, chugs you guys, like, I'm going to drive now, bro. Like, no, man. <laughs> it's not how alcohol works at all. It's in your bloodstream, bro. It's going to take a while for that to weird out. Uh, if you ever had a friend with a breathalyzer and you do the breathalyzer and it's like, you'll be sober in 12 hours, you're like, oh, oh, it takes that long? Like, yeah. So, <laughs> no, it's so I get it. Man. I get it. Uh, you shouldn't be drinking. The games are shorter now. Just don't overindulge. And if you do, uh, don't drive. Get a ride or bring some, bring a sober person with you. Yeah, like once you're over the age of 35, 40, you know at least five or six people who've had to go sober. That's fair. And, <laughs> and they're usually good people that just like at a certain point had to just be like, oh no no, I it was real bad. It was that eighth inning. I love marriage. the Kyle Kinane joke. He was I never hit rock bottom, but I hit the sides all the time. <laughs> like, I feel that one. Uh, What's your ballpark concession that you go to? So I don't drink beer, so it's not beer, but I, I always try to get nachos. And if they have the brisket nachos, oh. Oh, oh yeah. See, I, do, are you a fan of the just stadium nacho cheese that is only good in stadiums for some reason? It, 100%. I, I, in stadiums, love it. If I ever see it out in the in the wild, and it's just Yeah, no, garbage. once you see it in society, you're like, like oh, like, If you saw that this? in somebody's house, you would oh, I have. immediately leave. I have. I've never seen it poured. I've seen it like in, <laughs> in, the a, in a pantry. Then <laughs> oh, no. you're like, what apocalypse are you preparing for? <laughs> Peasantry are you about? <laughs> uh, a robotic dog rejoins the New York police. Uh, they apparently had a robotic dog that uh, they brought out a couple years ago, and everyone was like, oh, that's creepy. Don't, don't do that. And they were like, all right. And now they fixed it up a little bit more, and it is back. Uh, they said it is mostly going to be used for like hostage situations and stuff where they're basically like, hey, man, you know when you want to peek around a corner but the guy has a gun? 
We're gonna send a robot dog. Nice. <laughs> uh, so that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm like, just get it. What, what happened to those little rolly robot things? Why do you have the dogs? Like, woof, woof. I don't get that. Uh, if you had an assistant robot, what, uh, what would you want it to do in your life? Honestly, it's going to sound bad. I love my girlfriend, but, you know, the small talk, the coming home of, how was your day? How are you doing? <laughs> that, I just, he inserts there and just, he has all the, the small he talk robot. Well, he. Nice weather today. <laughs> I'd give anything for that. Hey, hey, did you see the new episode of The Sopranos? He's like, Ooh, that girl, I can't stand her. <laughs> you right, she crazy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect. And finally, a seven-year-old bank high suspect said, I didn't mean to scare you. She put it on a note that she handed over uh, in a bank heist. Nice. Uh, <laughs> apparently, this woman has robbed banks before, been wanted for robbing banks. She put in, it was like, hand me $13,000 in small non-denominational bills. Uh, thanks for your cooperation. I didn't mean to scare you. And then they have the footage where she's banging on the table and saying, and you're like, what is happening? And this is one of those headlines that you read. And you're like, 70 year old bank heist. And you're like, 78 year old bank heist. You're like, all right, crazy. And they're like, then she's polite. What is happening in this headline? Uh, do you have a note that you would leave if you were bank robbing? Uh, see how my uh, checking and saving works is you put the money in the bag and then we go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I would have to leave. A note that was just like on one side would just it would be like a joke and they would laugh and I'd be like, flip it over, <laughs> I like give that. me all the money. So they're just like, they're like, they're like oh, you're you're a hilarious. Oh no, <laughs> there's a gun in my pocket and a bomb in the briefcase. They just keep laughing like, oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. It's not a joke. It's sorry. <laughs> Put it on a laffy taffy wrapper. I don't know what happened. Uh, we got to get out of here. Thanks everybody for tuning in on our new night. We're here now. Uh, every Thursday night at 8. Uh, we always love it when you join the conversation. You can follow us on all our social medias, at Instaseries. You can follow me on Twitter, at It's Patrick Davis. Your Twitter? I still don't know it. Yeah, Anthony LW84, I think. Thing, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with more. Until then, keep your underwear <laughs> clean, and we'll see you next week. Peace.